I want to speak to you for a few moments about what I call the life-changing potential of curiosity. I mean, you just heard it from Lillian. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judah, these magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is this one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and, and we have come to worship him. Now, I think this story of magi, wise men, traveling all the way to Judah to find a little boy is a, an astonishing story. But I think we sometimes have heard these sorts of stories so often that we've forgotten how astonishing it is. Because these magi were not Jewish men. And still somehow they knew this Jewish prophecy about a child who would be born king of the Jews. I keep wondering, how did that happen? I don't know if you know this, one theory about where they came from is that they might have come from the place that's now Yemen. Uh, I'll show you a map up here, just look at it. Um, there, there's a lot of evidence that there were Jewish people there in what is now Yemen, and that many of them had risen to prominence. So the theory of scholars is that potentially these magi, who would have been well-educated men, kind of like scientists here at Caltech, Probably people of some reputation had known some of the uh, Jewish people who were there and had heard this story. Now, if that's true, that they had come all the way from Yemen, then I'm just telling you, that was a trip of almost 1,400 miles. Um, and, and, and do we have a map of that up again? That's as the crow flies. I mean, that, that's going straight by air, and that's not really the way they could have gone. I have another picture just to help you to picture it. They would have had to have gone through the desert. They would have had to have gone over mountainous regions. You've got to remember there were no planes or, or trains or, or cars. This would have been a difficult and grueling trip. Don't you think so? So the question I've been having as I thought about this is what could have motivated these magi to have done such a difficult and extraordinary thing? And I think that at least a part of it was that they were probably motivated by simple curiosity. I, I think there's no doubt that they might have heard this story about this king who was to be born as a child uh, to all of the Jewish people had come to them and, and perhaps they'd already been fascinated by that story. And almost certainly Magi were, were astronomers ha having uh, devoted their lives to understanding all of the stars and I just wonder, like so many of the scientists in our own church, like so many of the scientist friends that I had, that even though they understood a lot about the world and even about the stars, I, I wonder if they didn't think that there's more to live for than just the empirical things, the things we can see and smell and, and touch. So, so they saw something one night in the stars that was sort of an unusual configuration because they only said, we have seen his star. And from what must have been a rather exceptional astronomical occurrence, they were curious enough to leave their comfort zones to travel all the way and all those miles to try to find out what this was all about. I think maybe more than just curiosity about the astronomical experience, maybe there was something inside of them that thought there's something more to live for. We, we've learned as much as we can learn about this world, but there must be something more to live more that we have found because they said when they went to the king, did you notice it? We have come to worship. And worship means putting something else at the center of your life. 
So it seems like maybe something was missing. I'll just tell you, I, I have found that sometimes meetings with Jesus start just like that. So many people come to faith in Jesus simply because they become curious about something. I started out as a student pastor, and sometimes the guys would come into church simply because we had girls there in the church and they wanted to meet them. Sometimes it's been somebody you've met at work or somebody you played basketball with and you saw something different about them and they said, well, I've got to check this thing out and find out what's going on in this. Sometimes it's something inside of us that makes us just know that there must be more to live for than I've found right now. Um, here at Lake Avenue Church, we have a lot of people who have come to know Jesus simply because they started being a little bit curious. Uh, two of them have told their stories here in our service, um, but many of you haven't ha had a chance to hear it, so I thought I'd just take a minute and tell you their stories. One of them is Dr. Steve Cunningham. I'll put his picture of him and Marianne up here. Uh, Steve grew up in a home that didn't believe in anything supernatural. They didn't believe miracles happened. Then, for many years, Steve was educated as a scientist and a physicist and an engineer. His PhD work is in the field of theoretical solid-state physics. I've seen some of the articles he's published. I don't understand a word of them. Um, <laughs> Even with his PhD in hand, uh, Steve engaged in six years of postdoctoral work and related scientists, and all of this confirmed that worldview that he had, that the only thing that is real is this naturalistic, this materialist world. So Steve's life continued on without any kind of a belief in God whatsoever until things changed dramatically one night when his brother up in Compton, California, invited him to a special meeting at a church like this. And at that church, Steve saw a woman who had been blind, and he knew she had been blind for three years, healed instantly in response to a brief prayer. That left him curious. Curious, wondering if everything that he had studied and thought about this world might not be big enough to embrace all that is real in this world. And he began wrestling with that, searching through all sorts of philosophies and religions until finally he came to the message of Jesus. He believed, he came alive to God, he became a devoted follower of Jesus, and I'll just tell you, Steve still is. In fact, it may amaze you, Dr. Steve Cunningham heads up prayer ministries here at Lake Avenue Church. It's just an amazing thing. Um, the second person I want to tell you about is Men Lee Shigematsu, sitting right over here. Uh, Lee Men, because that was her name before she married uh, John and changed the name to Shigematsu, she was born and raised in China. Uh, when she grew up, all religion was strictly forbidden, especially for children. But Men testifies, although I'd never heard about God, God began to tug inside my being. All that I was taught left my heart unsettled. I knew something was missing. At a young age, uh, Min was curious about what I call the causation question. Uh, in other words, she would go and ask her mom, I know that you came through grandma, but, but who is grandma's grandma, and who is grandma's 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 grandma? <laughs> Min had this deep intuition inside that there has to be some sort of what I've thought of as an uncaused cause, some sort of 
first cause in this universe. Uh, not, a, not only that, men was deeply affected by the reality of death in this world. This became agonizingly, painfully personal for her when both of her uh, grandparents uh, died when she was a teenager. Uh, Min wrote me, I, I struggled greatly knowing the truth that one day death will take all my loved ones away and it will take my life away too. If everything ends in death, does life have any ultimate meaning? With that question in my heart and mind, I was very unhappy. Both of those issues, causation and ultimate life, uh, haunted men into her university years, and she asked about them unrelentingly. One day, after she'd been discussing them with one of her friends, that friend gave her a book and simply told her to read it. So she went home and she read it, she opened it up, and it began. In the beginning, God created. Men testifies. This first sentence in the Bible brought my heart home and I felt peace. Then she read the Bible voraciously and saw that her questions about death were also addressed, that death is not the end of things, and men came to the point that she accepted Jesus into her life. Uh, men, her husband John, her wonderful daughter Faith are all active members here at Lake. And in fact, if you got um, a, a Chinese translation this evening, she did it. <laughs> Like the journey of those wise men, uh, men and Steve had experiences, genuine experiences with God that began with simple curiosity. And I, I've just got to tell you, I think we could do with a whole lot more just simple curiosity in our day here in Southern California. We all as human beings have genuine questions deep inside of our hearts about very, very important things. But in my 10 going on 11 years of being here, sometimes it just feels like we Southern Californians are too busy even to ask them. I, I can just imagine, you mean, a, yes, there's something strange happening up there in the stars, but you mean I'd have to travel all the way to Bethlehem? Who has time for that? And I think sometimes a cynicism has set in with us here in Southern California, that we already think we've already, we know it all already. So even if you see something that looks supernatural, like that star that was shining there, instead of saying, is there more to life than I've experienced, you just let it go. We just are ready to stay saying agnostic. I, I don't know. Instead of to diligently pursue the questions that are in our inner beings. It's one of the things I love about this story of the Magi. They still had that healthy inquisitiveness, that healthy curiosity, but I am sure that when they began to pursue the questions that came from that curiosity, they had no idea where it was going to lead them. It changed their lives. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And that word worship means to put something in the center of your life, the center of your being. I remember when I was doing my doctoral work, um, I was studying in Cambridge, England at the time, and I was simply having my devotions one morning, and I came to that part in John chapter 13 where Jesus said, I am the truth. I began to see it in a whole new way. 
I'm the truth. You can't come to God except through me. You can. I looked at that and I began to realize that the many hard questions that I've had about my faith and about God are not things that I should simply keep to myself. That Jesus never intended for us to kind of put our minds back there in the lobby and then to walk in and worship and then go back and think again. He really expects for us to bring the hard questions to him that resonate in our souls and that when we do and we truly seek the truth, we will end up with him who is the truth. Stephen Men and the Magi, they ask the big questions of life. Is there more to life than just the material things that don't last? How, how did this world begin? Is there anything after death? Is there more to life than I've experienced so far? And their willingness to wrestle and engage with those questions brought them to Jesus. I pray the same thing will happen with you. I, I can tell you that still, in my own life, the time that I'm willing to ask the questions about things I don't understand that are happening are the times that my own deepest and richest experiences with God take place. I so much pray that for you this year, this Christmas season. So with all of that in mind, I'm going to leave you with the same two Bible verses that I do every Christmas. But this is my 11th one, but it just seems to be so perfect for a, a Christmas Eve servant. They're words of Jesus, the words of Jesus when he was talking with a man who had these big questions. How can I start all over again? And uh, this is what Jesus said. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him, I've got to stop, who's in the whoever? Do you think Magi who had come from Yemen might be in the whoever? Do you think a scientist could be in the whoever? What about somebody from China? Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life for God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world. God sent his one and only son into the world to save the world through him.